Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on recovering from bad New Year's resolutions. There's bodies scattered everywhere. (laughs) Just thrown all over the place with the death by resolutions. Death by resolutions (laughs) or feeling like failures again. Another year has gone by and nothing's changed. And uh, we began our series with the sweeping changes person, continued with the flip side of that. Really, the attitude is why bother making resolutions? And today we're talking about kind of the person in the middle, the half-hearted resolution maker. That's right. This person kind of, they have their list of resolutions and mean well, but um, we're not really sure, you know, how we're going to go about this and what change is going to look like. And so we just kind of launch off as we always have and... Some things happen and some things don't. So I'm curious, what are the positive attributes of this (laughs) (laughs) half-hearted resolution maker? I'm starting to wonder myself. (laughs) I know. It's mysterious. (laughs) Well, these people are very comfortable with who they are in their own style and and – so the resolutions, you know, are in their range and and realistic in that sense. The problem is, is that they just keep going forward that way and kind of a take it as it goes, whatever kind of way forward. And they keep with that easygoing thing. So it tends to be a lack of intentionality and a lack of articulateness about exactly what they want to see different and what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. So the positive side is they're open for change. They realize that there's a, a need and a recognize a, a attitude of change. Exactly. And it's within their own comfort zone. It's They're not looking to be a different person altogether or do something tremendously um, dramatic. It's a more of an easygoing style that just kind of goes about life every day. And, and there you have it. So they just get tripped up on when they get back to things that way, change never takes place. Yes. The negative side is <laughs> they really have no commitment. Yeah. Or means to take those good hearted intentions forward between those two things, the means and the commitment to follow through. They get to the end of the year and it's when they're making their next set of resolutions It's the first time they look back and realize they never completed the last set. So what really is the focus for this type of person? How did they get out of this threat? Well, what I would want to suggest, since we're really helping people work with who they are and not asking them to be like us, is since you're so comfortable with yourself, is to to use that as an opportunity to sit down and just be brutally honest. Instead of kind of the ideal thing, just ask yourself, what's working for me and what's not? That simple. Just really try and get it down. What's working for me, what works well, and what's not working well? The more honest you can be, about what's not serving you well, as humbling an experience as that might be, the easier it will be to come up with steps to move towards something else. As long as you leave the something else out there all by itself, and it could be anybody walking toward it, and you're one of the anybody's that's trying to walk toward it, it's harder to be specific about how you need to change to get there. So really, this intentionality is really looking at yourself. Looking at ourself and being enormously practical about it. So for example, as much as I hate the way my boss comes back and checks again and again and again if something's being done. You know, there's really no excuse for it. I've established I'm trustworthy. What I want to observe is what I'm doing that's not working, what I'm doing that keeps inviting that behavior. So even though I'm accurate, that's not a trusting supervisor, I want to observe what I'm doing that's not working. So I'm starting with myself. That's what we mean by starting and taking being honest about how what we're bringing 
to whatever occasion isn't working for us. So I'm going to try to change the dynamic of this relationship by X and X and X. Right. And you're looking at yourself who's you can control and make adjustments whether or not the other person does. So there you have something to work with now. And the more honest you can be and the more of these specifics you can come up with of things you're actually doing that aren't turning out the way that you intend, then we have a starting mark we can work with. And when you say what you want at the other end, now we've got our thing to have steps between, steps between where we really are right now and where we really want to be, instead of just kind of an, a generalized hope of getting over to where we want to be. Well, I see the value of that for this person because it really then takes away from the apathy because you're really looking at those things that you are not external to you but internal to your own change dynamic. Yeah, and you're doing something for yourself as, as opposed to just doing some kind of shit that's out there. I'm sure that in this resolution making, you would still want to suggest those things we've talked about in the last two podcasts, which is be sure that you're clear on your intentions. Be sure that you are aware of any implications, setbacks. Exactly. So even by looking at these four people, you're, you're betraying the genius of our strategy of we're laying out all the components of a successful change strategy so that when you pause at the start of the year, for example, instead of being a New Year's casualty, whom we will need to help recover next year, you will be this kind of poised adjuster who has, knows what you want to go towards, knows who you are and what's not working for you now and can put together a kind of a concrete, small, doable steps to get yourself there and um, try different things along the way, make it a learning process instead of just a succeed or fail process. And if you are of the half-hearted variety, just like the person that is completely apathetic won't make resolutions, you probably do need some accountability, some support. That's right. Relationships can help with that because one part of half-hearted is apathy and the other part of it is just kind of that casual, haphazard, busy way of life. Life overtakes you and you get caught up with it and you're very much in the moment type person. And so having a structure, a relationship, a accountability, a milestones, these tools keep it the process moving forward so that you don't inadvertently get off track just with the busyness of life. And what role can um, an external sort of support have in this case? Like, what would that look like, you might say? You would say, I'm going to be trying. And in the office, for example, if you have an ally, a trusted ally who you could chat with, you could draw them into your experiment and say, I'm going to need to try to react to so-and-so differently and... Um, you know, your observations would be helpful. And what I'm trying to do is be less defensive when they criticize my work and say that and come across like I'm listening to their criticism as if that might have content, even though we know it doesn't. And and then re- but respond in a way that isn't just to let them walk all over me like a doormat. And then you can get some feedback from someone. Another would be if you wanted to give a a goal to someone, like by the end of the month, I want to try and have this area cleaned off. Will you check in with me? That would be another form. But I think there is a type of person in their half-heartedness that really just does not know how to plan. They don't know (laughs) how to take Mm. anything into small increments and chunks. And I think that person really needs the kind of help that someone like you would provide. That's a part of being honest with yourself, quite frankly. Mm -hmm that uh, I have to learn everything myself, I have to be able to do everything myself, and if I can't, then it's not worth it. You know, you don't change. And when you say, you know what, if I had somebody who was trained at watching these things 
and had experience in coming up with concrete ideas for doing things differently along my side, you know, it could change what I do. And I've heard you say your goal is just to have people really happy at work. Exactly. That you're thriving and you're making a contribution, that your work is meaningful so that it's you're integrated in that and you're going where you want to go. It's very analogous to any athlete who would hire a coach. The coach is able to observe what their natural strengths are and where their natural weaknesses are and and helps that individual athlete become better, not trying to conform them into their image of what they should be doing. And that's what we do. We meet you for who you are and help you move forward from there. Well, so far I've identified with a little of each of these resolution makers, which is depressing me a little, but I do see the light (laughs) at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) And next week will be our final topic, and we'll be talking about the rigid resolution maker. Ah, yes. Hopefully without being terrified. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, I know you'll be blogging about this topic in the next couple of weeks. And I hope you all come online and join the conversation. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 